Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. What's in a name? Seriously. I've been pondering this since Christmas. And after last week, we did Embracing uh, 2022. It's got me thinking. A couple of things have happened. We had dinner together as a family, which is a weekly practice that our family has. And yes, if you have listened to this program for any length of time, then you know uh, my children are all adults. So getting eight people together, well, actually 10 of us, is not an easy thing to do. But we seem to have carved out a weekly time where we all, whoever can come, can come. Some people have to work and some don't. And it got me thinking about what's in a name. I was having a conversation the other day with someone, and we were. this person was talking about years ago, 12 years ago, actually, when we used to have teens and college kids in our home. Uh, we would be given toward hospitality. We always have. And sometimes there would be 60 kids, and sometimes there would be 10. Half of them were mine. And we would have food, fun, fellowship. We would teach from the Bible. And someone that I was talking with pulled up a picture they had from 2010. I posted it on Facebook, and they pulled up a picture, and they just talked about what an impact it had on their life. And so that's what we're going to focus on this episode of Equipped to Be. So I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so grateful you tune in every week on Wednesday. I'm so grateful that you join us on Instagram and Facebook and that you listen to the podcast and that you share it with your friends. Thank you. It's how we spread the word. It's how we're able to equip you for the calling that you have on your life. And we're very excited because we're getting close to our 100th episode and our two-year anniversary. That's a big deal in the podcast world because anybody that has ever done anything with media, whether it's on air or it's in, in person, you know that the trying to keep it going is, is uh, takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a good deal of money. So when I say thank you for tuning in, thank you for being with us on this journey, um, I sincerely mean that. I don't spend the time and energy and money (laughs) to hear myself talk. My focus is you, is equipping you, is engaging with you, is encouraging you to have pondering thoughts that you consider before you drift off to sleep. For you to take stock of like right now, because tomorrow it can all change. We all know this, don't we? 
I can honestly say there's probably, other than 9-11, there's probably never been another moment in our history where life so radically changed, and that was in March of 2020. And as a result, life has changed. And depending on where you live, what country you live in, and you know, I do want to just give a shout out to all of you from around the world. We have listeners in several different countries. I should probably look it up and then I can tell you the date. I mean, tell you how many. But you know, your life has changed too. And depending on where you live, it can be a radical change or it can just be a few things. Maybe not, maybe not much. This show isn't about change. It's, it's about what's in a name. And I shared with you two things that recently happened. One, we were having dinner the other night uh, as a family, like we usually do. One of our kids has this absolute favorite place to eat, and everybody else enjoys it too. But whoever can make it can make it. Sometimes we'll have a big, long table, and sometimes there'll just be three or four of us. But they're always filled with laughter and cutting up and yummy food, and just being together. I tend to want to have like the the deep conversations, and my family doesn't, especially not over dinner at a restaurant. But that's okay, because it's that seeing each other, it's that being together. Now, I know a lot of you that are listening, um, you're in the middle of raising children, so they're all under your under one roof, and sometimes you get really tired of seeing each other all the time. I get it. Some of your children um, aren't near you. Man, you would long for them to be. Some of your children are near, but they're not near. And you know, you know who I'm talking to. You know if that if that applies to you. So I'm specifically talking about what's in the name a lot. What's in the name of Jesus? Everything. Hope. Salvation. Truth. Comfort. A refuge. A guide. A provider. A protector. So there is a lot in a name, isn't there? But let's talk about what's in a family name. When my children were young, having a background in PR and marketing, brands and names, they mean something, a symbol, can immediately, uh, it can immediately tag and make you think of their tagline, their, what they stand for. Just, an, just, a, just the image, just the name can tell you everything. And I knew that because of my background as a spokesperson, as a representative for a very, very large brand, a world-known brand, I knew that I was representing them in all manner of life, just like I represent the Lord in all manner of life. And when we started having children, I thought about it a great deal. Now, this was before a, a bunch of talk about, you know, your, your name, your legacy, there, there really wasn't talk about that. It was getting your children to obey. It was getting your children to, you know, have manners and whatnot. 
but a name. For my husband and I, we wanted to break some generational challenges, some generational dysfunction. We were pretty adamant about it. We also wanted to be a witness to our families. And and we talked about it a great deal. What does our name, what does the Albers name mean? And one thing it didn't mean was perfection, that we had it all together. I went down that path for a few years until um, some things happened and I realized, whoa, I Wow, this this all can change in a heartbeat. You 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 don't you 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 don't know what you're doing. Your kids could throw you a curveball at any second, and it makes you reel and makes you pray. But regardless of the twists and turns that face our family, your family, you're building a name. They call it a legacy. They call it a heritage. You're just building a family name, pure and simple. What? And you're building a family name, not the way a brand would, so that others looking in would e- immediately, you know, have a tagline attached to you, would have a, oh, you're the homeschool family. Now, we did get that a lot. Oh, you're the Albers. You're that homeschool family. Yep, we were. There were a lot of different names that they attached, but... I wasn't thinking so much about what others had to say about our family. What I cared about is what our kids had to say about our family. What did the family name mean to our children? And I'm going to pose that question to you right now. Grab a pencil, use your phone. However you're listening to this, you know, if you're folding laundry, if you're driving in the car, I want you to ask yourself this question. What does our family mean? What does our family name mean to our children? Have we we communicated that? Do we know that? Do you know that? Do you know who you represent as a family? Do your children know that? Now, it is funny because my kids are older and I would say these phrases, uh, we are the the Albers and this is, how we live life. We're honest. We don't steal. You know, we don't lie. We help people. We care for others. We serve each other. Those are some of the things that were important to us. We walk with the Lord. We pray for one another. We take care of each other. I would make a list and I would do it every year. And that's why we're doing this podcast right now, because we've entered a new year that's going to be full of absolute unpredictable moments. I can guarantee you that. I promise, if if nothing else, this will be a year of unexpected change, upheaval. It could also be a year of incredible growth and joy But it is going to be a year of change, just like every year, because you're changing and your children are changing. And how you see the world and what's happening in it might also be changing. And that of your kids. So take a moment and write down 
What's your family name? What are the things you want your kids to know or say about your family when they don't live with you anymore? It's also a symbolic time for me now to do this podcast because one year ago in January, our youngest child moved out. Now, for those of you that are new to the podcast, I have five children and we homeschool them all. Three are married and we have a grandbaby on the way. So I'm sitting in a home right now where we taught five kids where we opened our doors to hundreds and hundreds of teens and college kids over the years. I'm sitting in a home where I got constantly, every day, like constantly irritated that my kids could not seem to remember what color cup they had and how, for some reason, if I had the kitchen clean before I went to bed, I would come down the stairs the next morning and there would be 10 cups all over the counter. And they were dirty. And I'm thinking, the dishwasher's right there. The soap is right there. Just wash them and, and for crying out loud, put them away so that I could at least come down the stairs and begin to start breakfast to a clean kitchen instead of having to clean up the kitchen before I can even start dirtying more dishes. But I'm sitting in a home. I come down the stairs, and if there's a dirty cup on the counter, it's mine or my husband's. And there's not 15 anymore. Rarely, there's even two. And the piles and piles and piles and piles of laundry. Yeah, guess what happened to those two? It's decreased. And the noise, oh my goodness, the noise level that used to drive me crazy sometimes because somebody would have this music on and someone would have that music on and somebody would be playing and practicing the piano and others would be, you know, chatting and talking. No, now it's TV noise in the background if the TV is on or if I turn on the, my speaker and listen to music. But if I don't do those, it's quiet. And sometimes it's eerily quiet. And so as I sit here and I I talk to you today about what's in a name, what's in your family name, I want to challenge and encourage you to get very clear on what it is that you want your kids to remember when they're no longer living under your roof. What stories do you want them to share with you next Christmas? Maybe around the Thanksgiving table if y'all get together. Or if your children live away over a Zoom call, over your weekly chats. When I think about the family name and what goes into building it, there's some key components. And that is telling your kids. Reminding them where they belong. They belong in your family. Reminding them that God placed them in your family right in the order. The baby wasn't an accident. Somebody's got to be the baby of the family. That doesn't mean they are a baby, and that doesn't mean that they have to be bratty, and that doesn't mean they, you know, the world revolves around them. And a middle child doesn't mean they're invisible. 
But does your child know that they were placed in your family by design from their creator? Just exactly where they needed to be. Because the amazing, beautiful gifts, strengths, and talents that they have are going to be used to keep your family going and growing closer together. And the one who always makes you crack up at dinner time or mad, depending on what sound they're making, those are going to be faint memories, but they will become funny stories later on. Do your kids know they belong within your family? I talk about this in Parenting Beyond the Rules. If you haven't gotten a copy of Parenting Beyond the Rules, you can get it wherever bookstores are sold. You can order it and get it the, that same day or next day through Amazon. You can also uh, get it on audio. And I had the distinct honor of being able to narrate my own book, which was a huge deal. I, you know, I didn't realize how hard it was to be able to narrate your own book, but I was pretty honored to do that. So you'll get to have me in your ear. I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, that's the way it is. But you can listen to it. I know it's hard to read sometimes. It's sometimes you just don't have a moment, but you can pop it in your CD player. You can have it on your phone and you can listen. But I talk about a family identity and I talk about a couple of things. First, you got to cast a vision of what your family is to your kids. And you have to talk about it often. In Deuteronomy, God's Word talks about teach your children when they, when you walk, when you go by the way, when you lay down, when you get up. Well, you teach them in that verse, it's talking about teaching them about the Lord, constantly talking to them about the Lord. And you also talk about your family because the family is the first unit God established. He created all that was, and then he, guess what? See, God made the family imperfect as we are. And mama, as you listen to this, as imperfect as you are. And dads, I know a lot of you dads listen to this podcast, and thank you, as imperfect as you are. By casting a vision for your family, by repeating who your family is and what your family represents, and what kind of family you're trying to build, you're engrafting those messages and that vision and image on your child's heart. And yes, I do talk about when the picture becomes blurry, because just, just because you do that doesn't mean everything's going to go according to what you think when your child is one years old. You have a lot of road to go. And some kids make some poor decisions, and sometimes you do some bad parenting. And when those go together, that's always a hard season. But I want you to remember God is always at work. So if, there is n if, if the relationships aren't right right now, don't give up. Pursue. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to redeem what has been broken or destroyed. Go say you're sorry. If you said some things you shouldn't have said, that never stops. I'm still doing it. I have adult children and I'm still texting people. Because remember, my kids don't live at home. But I'm still texting people saying, hey, I'm really sorry. Or... Could you clarify something that you said? Because what I heard you say was, mm, I hope not what you meant. 
And did I cross a line somewhere? Did I misunderstand? Did I speak out of turn? See, there's power in in a family name. And the power is something your kids get from it. Knowing that they belong to something bigger than themselves. Greater than just me, myself, and I. We are a family. We do life together. What does that life look like? Oh, it could mean vacations. It could mean ministry. It could mean having dinner together once a week. It could mean family game night or family movie night or bonfire night or camping yearly. It could mean a host of things. But tell your kids what it means. It's something not to be ashamed of. What troubles me now is how under attack. I I mean, I was, we were under attack. So the whole notion that families are now under attack. No, families have always been under attack. Now, it's just out in the open. It's not being undermined. You're not, they're not subtle innuendos. It's straight up in your face attacks. It's almost easier to be honest because you know what's being said and you know what's being done. You know what's being taught to your kids. You know what the, the mode of where, where people believe parents' roles should and shouldn't be. But this I can tell you, when you focus on building a family name, one that your kids delight in being a part of because they know they fit in. Their identity is first found in the Lord and then within your family, they're safe. They're safe in your family. Yes, they may tease and taunt and there may be some sarcasm and sometimes there can be some hurtful words. You want to you want to catch that stuff. But good nature jesting There's a difference between clowning around and being mean and hurtful. All kidding around is not bad. But when your children know that they belong within your family, oh, they get such, there's such security. There is this sense of if something happens to them, they can come to you. They don't need to go to their peer group. They don't need to go find a chat room online. They can come to you. And you're not going to react or overreact. You're going to listen. You're going to hear what happened and how it is impacting them. And then if they ask you what they should do, then you seize that moment. Or you ask them, how are they going to handle that situation? Or you say, would you like us to pray? There is, there is something absolutely amazing that happens with your children when they know that we are a family. And no matter how rough the waters get, how bare the shelves get, how disruptive society can become, this thing called family, this thing that's made up of personalities that clash, temperaments that don't complement each other, 
Yeah, all the things. <laughs> but it's all the things that goes into making our family and a family name. One that is rich with relationships. I was saying this, I was speaking not long ago, and by the way, if any of you lead organizations, uh, ministries, you're looking for speakers, I'd love for you to reach out to us. You can reach us at contact at connieoppers.com. That's contact. You can email us, contact at connieoppers.com. We would we would love to hear from you. And if you have comments or questions or show ideas, we've been reworking our system here because we are coming up on our 100th episode. Did I mention that earlier? And so we've been putting in and building in some new systems to make our communications a little more streamlined because equipped to be is growing. And that's thanks to you and definitely thanks to the Lord. But you can reach us either going to the website and filling out a form, or you can just email contact at connieoppers.com. If you do have show ideas, share those with us. We're always looking for great ideas. And if you know somebody that you think would be a good fit for the podcast, tell them to reach out to us as well. We're very excited about the new year and about how the Lord is going to continue to expand and the reach of Equipped to Be in the series that will come soon. So let's go back to what I last said as we close. What does your family name represent to your kids? Who do you stand for? What do you stand for? What do you believe? What character traits are high on the list? I've said this before, and I write about it in Parenting Beyond the Rules. There were three things as we were raising our children, and that was we wanted our children to love the Lord and understand the difference between a relationship and a religion. Two, we wanted our kids to want to do life with us when they didn't have to. I didn't want to call my kids and guilt them. I didn't want to be on their to-do list, better call mom or she'll get mad. I wanted them to want to. Do they call me as often as I would like? No. I, I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. I don't know that you could ever call me too much if you're my kids. I love my kids. I love being with them. And now that they're on their own, it's very different. Thankfully, they're all, you know, gamefully employed, which means it's harder to get together. But they will remember what you're doing. They will draw from those statements that you make. So like I said, we wanted our kids to love the Lord and have a relationship and not follow a religion. We wanted our kids to want to do life with us when they didn't have to. And that looks different for each one of them. Doing life doesn't always mean daily, weekly, even monthly. And if your children grow up and they move away, it, it may be yearly. But phone calls and FaceTime and Zoom calls, all those things can and do keep us in touch with one another. And the third was we wanted our kids, our siblings, to rely, to know that their siblings had their back. We wanted our kids to lean on and count on one another when the times were hard. Because you know all the friends and the peers and the Facebook and the platforms and the TikTok followers. Oh, that's fun. Okay, great. We, that's one way to communicate. 
But those folks aren't sitting at your bedside when you've been in an accident. They aren't the ones that will bring a present and put it at your door when you know there's been a breakup or a sadness or a loss. It's your siblings. We wanted our kids to be there for one another. And they have bros night. (laughs) I just think that's hilarious. But they have bros night. I never know about them. I always hear about them later. I wish they'd call me and say, hey, guess what, mom? But they don't do that. The sisters all get together at various times for various reasons. Sometimes it's a book club. Sometimes it's just to hang out. Sometimes it's to go shop. There's always different reasons. And they're all not there for each other the exact same way. One child might be there for another child and another one won't be but that one will be there for another child. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful picture. Sibling relationships. You can foster those and nurture them all throughout childhood. And it comes back to what's in a family name. We're there for one another. We are going to do life together. Let's make it the best that we can. So that's my challenge to you this week. Think about what's your family name. Who do you represent? And start talking about that to your kids if you don't already do so. Let them know where they fit. And they're there by design, not on accident. That God's uniquely placed them right where they are on purpose. And they have a function within the family unit that only they are going to be able to fulfill. That they are valued, that they are loved, and that we will celebrate. So thank you for joining me on this episode of Equip to Be. We'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.